0: So today I want to talk to you about something that I like to call the energy ambition mismatch when the big ideas, dreams, and ambitions that you have in your business don't actually line up with your day-to-day energy levels when you actually sit down to do the work, right? I don't know if you've ever felt this way where you have all the ideas in the world and all the focus and excitement for your business when you're not working and then you have ideas for reels blog posts or a collaboration maybe. And when you actually sit down or you get a moment to think about these things or take action on these things in your business, all of a sudden your brain feels like mush. Well, that's what I'm talking about here today. That's what I have kind of coined this energy ambition mismatch term around. And I want to give you my solution. And it's not gonna solve all your problems, but it is gonna give you very actionable ways that you can combat this as a busy entrepreneur. So that's what we're gonna dive into today. Hello, and welcome to the Called to Both podcast. I'm your host, Joy Michelle, and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be. This show will leave you feeling inspired, equipped with tangible tips, and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both. Let's dive in. Alright, so I know for me personally, the energy ambition mismatch mismatch. That's actually like a tongue twister there. The energy ambition mismatch. I cannot say that five times quickly. Basically for me in my business, what this looks like is I will be on a walk. I'll be with my kids. I'll be driving in the car or maybe taking a shower and I am just full of ideas. I know where I'm taking my business. I know what I should do on my blog, uh, who I should reach out to about a collaboration or the perfect idea for a podcast episode here. When I actually sit down to work, I feel completely different. And this has been such a struggle for me in my business. So if you've ever felt this way, just first and foremost, know that you're not alone. This is actually really, really common. And the more that I talk to my friends about this, the more I realize I am not sitting alone in this. And I think it is one of the biggest issues or hurdles that we as moms who are also running businesses are facing so i think the number one thing that i hear is okay i don't have enough time in my business but i will also add to that that i think that it should be added that i don't feel my best when i do have time is high on that problems list as well so if you've ever felt like this i'm here for it and i want to let you know a couple of things that have helped me in my business when i sit down at my desk and i'm just not feeling it but that's the only time for me to work. And I can't exactly reschedule to a time that I do feel the energy and I do feel the inspiration strike, if you will. Now, I wish that I could just work when I felt great, (laughs) when I rolled out of bed and I had a slow morning on the day I needed a slow morning, or when I could just jump into my laptop at any given moment when inspiration strikes. I wish that that were the case for myself and I wish that for you. But I know that's just not practical and especially when your work hours have to align with childcare, whether it is, you know, kids napping, your spouse watching the kids, someone outside your home watching the kids, whatever it may be, this makes it tremendously difficult. And because of that, I've identified a few things that have helped me that I think are going to also help you. So the first one, is to set an intention ahead of time so that you're not making the decision when you sit down at your desk what you need to be doing. So I'm not always functioning at my best and neither are you. So to get around this, I like to piggyback off of the ideas and the energy and the clarity that I had at a previous time and the planning that I did at a previous time when I was in a better headspace. So decide on what your priorities are going to be so that you're not making the decision when you sit down at your desk. So If the next time that you sit down behind your desk and you maybe you have an unexpected time to work, the kids go down for a nap or you're just able to pull out your laptop and get some time in in your business, you don't have to sit there and decide. So you won't have to decide what's a priority, what you should be working on and really ask more of yourself than you can really give in that moment. I know I don't make the best decisions when I am tired and when I'm not feeling creative. So I piggyback off of my previous planning. So if you didn't set an intention before you sit down to do your work, I also have a trick for this moment as well. What I do is I pull out a sticky note or just a small piece of paper and I answer one question. I ask myself, what do I need to do today or just during this work session that if I got nothing else done, I would still feel like it was a productive day. And I like framing it in this way because there's no way that you're going to get through your whole to-do list. So make sure that you set an attainable finish line for yourself. And this also helps me to rethink about the action items of what's possible because I know that when I'm tired, when I'm not feeling clarity, I often can sit down at my computer and just feel overwhelmed at the sheer possibilities of what I could be working on. You know, there's emails, there's social media, there's content that could be created, there's meetings that could be scheduled. And sometimes, it, it can be difficult to really know where to start. And to remove that overwhelm, I think one sheet of paper, one question, what do we need to do to feel productive today, can reframe it in a way that gives me clarity to know whether or not I really should open Gmail or not. The second way that I combat this, you know, not always being in the best headspace but having to work anyway feeling is by using a project management tool. I think you need a project management tool to manage all the data and ideas and information in your business but i want to say that if your project management tool does not have a phone app that you might not be using the best one because the one thing that we have with us at almost all times is our phone so if you're relying on pieces of paper notebooks scraps of paper you're kind of just throwing things everywhere sometimes it's on your phone sometimes it's on your computer sometimes it's in your purse you are probably losing some of your best ideas that you have in your business because i know i have been there so i used to be that person i was all over the place i was just creative and free flowing and in the moment and i think that i i know that i lost some of my best ideas into pretty marble notebooks in drawers because i will later find these notebooks and read some stuff and be like wow this was a really amazing idea why didn't i take action on this because The reason is it wasn't all somewhere that I was going to see it when I was in a moment to actually be able to work. And that is why I strongly recommend that you use a project management tool, preferably one that has an app for your phone. So I personally use and love Notion. It's free. Um, There are free plans, paid plans. I have a plan that I think costs about $5 a month. So it's very affordable. And I have a video about how I use this just in a content planning format on my YouTube channel. So I will link that in the show notes just so you can get a view for what's possible with Notion. But the point here is to use a tool, decide on one place that you will keep ideas and preferably make that one place digital. The next thing I recommend for you is to have a startup routine and an end of day routine. I have found this extremely helpful when I'm feeling off because it gets me into almost an autopilot mentality where I'm warming up, I'm doing the checklist, I don't have to think, and I'm able to get my brain into work mode. Now, athletes do this. They repeat the same routine before they compete or they play, right? Oftentimes they're listening to the exact same music, they are doing the exact same stretches, or they're saying the same affirmations while listening to the same music and doing their stretches. So my start of day work routine is about as close as I will ever get to being an athlete, but it has been huge for me and it's helpful. And even if your start up routine is three steps where you go into your project management tool, you decide on your priority task for the day. You put your phone on airplane mode, you get a glass of water, you take a deep breath, and then you write out your intention. That could be your startup routine. So starting to think of routines, something that you can do that's going to trigger your brain to say, okay, now we're in work mode. What can we do to get you from wherever headspace you are now into work version of you is going to be helpful. I also really like end of day routines because a lot of times for me, I don't actually have a full day to work. I I don't work any full days in my business anymore. My workday ends around 1230 every day. And because of this, I need to mentally be able to clock out of my business and then transition into the next part of my day. Most of the time, this is taking care of two kids, taking care of the house, getting dinner started, going on a walk, maybe doing errands, whatever it might be. And to be able to transition out when you're self-employed or creative can be a little bit tricky. And so another way to signal your brain as to we're leaving, we're moving on to the next thing is to have an end of day routine. And I think incorporating what you're going to work on the next time you work into your end of day routine is going to set you up for success the next time you do have the opportunity to work. So you might be in the middle of a project and it doesn't seem like a great time to end your workday, but, you know, the day ends when the day ends. The kids are either awake or my child care has to leave or whatever it may be, right? So eventually I'm going to have to call it quits on whatever it is that I'm doing, but I like to leave myself a breadcrumb trail of where I was and what I was doing and what's a priority. And if I thought of things that I wanted to get working on during the day and I wanted to leave notes, that's the time during my end of day routine when I'm going to leave myself notes, when I'm going to update my team, I'm going to send those final messages, I'm going to button things up so that I end cleanly, as cleanly as possible, instead of feeling like I literally went from creating a piece of content, recording something or posting something to just dashing out of my office and back to regular life. Now, this isn't always perfect. There are definitely days when that does happen. And it's it's a fluid thing where I'm, you know, nursing a baby and then jumping on a live stream and then coming back and taking a break. And, you know, it's back and forth, back and forth. But If you can build these routines as simple as they may be, they will also very much help keep your brain in the zone that you want it to be in, which is focused and uh, excited to be where you are. And so if you're struggling with that feeling of, you know, not exactly having the energy that you wish you did when you set when you actually sit down to work, I think having a start of day and end of day routine are a fantastic place to start. The last thing that I've been doing that you might also want to start doing is paying attention to your personal energy levels throughout a given day and throughout a given week. Just making note of it, seeing it not as good or bad, but just making note of when you feel creatively energized, when you think you would need a little bit of some downtime, and just tracking it. I started doing this after I listened to the audiobook At Your Best by Kerry Newhoff. And in his book, he talks about how there's a big study on when people are at their best. And really, it's energy levels and time of day and when we should be working and when we should be doing lesser mentally demanding tasks. And he pointed out that a lot of times people think you can really only be like a morning person or a night owl. And he was saying that there's a huge chunk of people, like 40% of the population, that actually don't fall into either one of those categories. They would be considered like at their best in the afternoon hours, which he thought was interesting and crazy because that's not when he's at his best. But the point of this is you do have hours during your day when you are at your best in terms of your clarity and your energy levels. And the more aware of this that we can be in our own lives, the more we can try to lean into that. Now, can you change when your kids are at school or when childcare is? Not always, right? This isn't always the most helpful information, but just knowing when you are going to be able to thrive as a creative and then trying to protect that time fiercely is super important. Another way that I'm incorporating this study of my own energy levels is asking myself, kind of checking in with myself about how am I feeling before, during, and after certain work activities or meetings or events that I might attend or speak at or, you know, contribute to in some way. Really checking in with yourself, asking yourself, how do you feel after you have spent an hour scrolling on social media? Or how do you feel after creating that piece of content or publishing that blog post or talking to that person? Are you energized? Did it drain you a little bit? Do you need some time after your calls, your meetings? If you have client consultations, do you need to protect that time and make sure that you have some buffer time to recharge and be your best again? Uh, and, And one way that I've really zoned in on this in my own business is to make sure that I'm taking meetings most of the time that's happening just on one day of the week. Because for me personally, having a meeting kind of disrupts the flow of my work. Uh, And so I like to have a themed day where I sit and I, I do my coaching calls with my business coaching clients on that one day. So every week, I know Tuesdays we are in the headspace of I am working on other people's businesses. I am collaborating with the creatives that I'm working with to maximize their strategies and their plans and really bring forth what we've collaborated on together. Right. And so when you do this, when you start paying attention to when you have energy, what gives you energy, what's draining you, you will be able to better protect your schedule, which is the large deciding factor in your business and how you feel and in your energy levels going forward. All right. So this has been four specific ways that I combat that feeling of my ambitions and my energy being at two totally different places in my business. If this was interesting or helpful to you, please let me know, take a screenshot and share this wherever you're listening right now. And and if you'd like to hear an episode devoted to the startup routines, the end of day routines, and how to build one of these out in your own business, let me know. I just want to make sure that these episodes are serving you and your business and your life. So I would love to hear if this is of interest to you. So just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Joy and I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to the show.